0: 8 It's 11 o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, the Winter Olympic Games officially open in Beijing. Hong Kong ramps up its Covid testing capacity following a jump in the number of untraced cases. And the civil service chief calls on private companies to follow the government's lead on work from home arrangements. The Winter Olympics have officially opened in Beijing amid fanfare. President Xi Jinping declared the Games open after a dazzling ceremony. Damon Pang reports.
1: Dignitaries and athletes from around the world gathered at the Bird's Nest Stadium in Beijing for the opening ceremony of the 2022 Winter Olympics. In keeping with Olympic tradition, Greece was the first team to start the parade of athletes into the stadium. The host nation was last, with skeleton athlete Zhao Dan and speed skater Gao Ting Yu as the flag bearers. The national team features 177 athletes, China's largest presence at the Winter Olympics. President Xi Jinping later declared the Games open. That was followed by the raising of the Olympic flag, the Olympic oath taken by a selected group of athletes, and the lighting of the Olympic cauldron. Among the foreign dignitaries on hand were International Olympic Committee Chairman Thomas Bach, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres, and Russian President Vladimir Putin. About 3,000 performers took part in the opening ceremony. It was directed by renowned Chinese film director Zhang Yimou, who also masterminded the 2008 Summer Games extravaganza. He said the Winter Olympics will show the confidence and pride of the Chinese people, the love of Chinese people, and the affection of Chinese for the people of the world.
0: Here in Hong Kong, Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the city will boost its COVID testing capacity provide more beds for patients to tackle what she called an aggravating pandemic situation. She says the government has purchased rapid testing kits, allowing everyone to get tested once. Mrs Lam made it clear the tests will be voluntary. She also says Hong Kong will further ramp up testing capacity by doubling the daily quota from 100,000 to 200,000. Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre will gradually be turned into a hospitalisation facility for Covid patients with few or no symptoms and Exco will next week discuss plans to tighten social distancing measures to limit the flow of people. As whether the policy of containment was still the best way forward, given the added pressure on medical manpower and facilities, the CE stressed that zero COVID remains the SCR's goal.
2: It is still the best policy and strategy uh, for Hong Kong. It has proven to be effective in helping Hong Kong to suppress the previous waves and allow people to uh, get back to their normal work. Until we are more fully vaccinated that we can consider maybe another arrangement. But at the moment, uh, as I said, on many, many occasions, this is still the best policy. Achieving dynamic zero is still our best target. So uh, we will continue to this policy, but we are strengthening all the uh, measures. We are enhancing our capacity so that in containing uh, the spread of virus, we could be more effective
0: growing concerns about a spike in untraceable COVID-19 cases, which today accounted for nearly half of the city's latest locally transmitted infections. Frank Young reports.
3: Health authorities have reported 131 new COVID cases. 130 of them were local infections, with 59, or 45% of them, untraceable. Officials expressed concern that unlinked cases have been on the rise in recent days. The controller of the Centre for Health Protection, Dr Edwin Choi, stressed the need to step up efforts to prevent the spread of the virus.
1: Well, the current situation I think is quite challenging because there are more and more local cases we detected every day and um, those are without a obvious source. The percentage has been increasing quite rapidly. What we have to do now is to... Um, First of all, to advise, to appeal to member publics to reduce the social gatherings, and also we have to um, set up our testing capacity, trying to um, to target for those high-risk area and pick up those cases.
3: Those 59 infections with unknown origins involve the Omicron variant. Ten of them were identified in Sham Shui Po, while the other patients live in various districts. Meanwhile, more residents of Hengpeng House at Tai Heng Estate in Tunmun had to be evacuated because of the transmission of the virus at the block. Other residents there have been ordered to stay home and get tested again. That's after an overnight lockdown was extended for another day over the extremely high infectious risk there. Another partial evacuation was ordered for residents of Kwaifun House at Chung Estate. In addition, the hospital authority reported a number of infections among public hospital staff, and there were almost 200 preliminary positive infections.
0: Now the weather, becoming cloudy, cold tomorrow morning, temperatures going 14 degrees, humidity 66%, and the cold weather warning is in force. You're tuned to RTHK. The time has just gone past five minutes past 11. Residential buildings in four areas have been placed under overnight lockdown due to either positive sewage samples or in affected patients there. They are Kai Tak, Sang Poon, Wong Tai Sin and Sam Po. Residents of those blocks are required to get tested. Authorities hope to complete the operations by around 7 or 7.30am. Civil Service Chief Patrick Nip is calling on private companies to follow the government's lead in implementing work-from-home arrangements for staff. He says there's a need to significantly reduce the flow of people to curb the spread of COVID-19. Francis Sit with the story.
2: Government staff have been asked to work from home as far as possible, unless they're involved in anti-epidemic work or providing essential or emergency services. That's aimed at preventing the spread of the virus. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, Patrick Nip said officials want to send a strong message to the community in light of the worsening COVID situation. The Secretary for the Civil Service said the recent increase in unlinked infections means that there are at least one to two hundred transmission chains in the community.
3: The rise in untraceable infections shows that our contact tracing can't catch up with the transmission of the virus. The spread is still very quick, despite our social distancing measures. There were still some cross-family gatherings during the Lunar New Year, despite our calls to reduce such gatherings. So we expect cases may still rise after the holidays. So there's a need to significantly reduce the flow of people in the community. Data showed there are flow of people dropped by around 20% over the past month, That's lower compared to the 40 to 50% drop we saw in previous COVID waves.
2: Mr. Nip also said, based on previous experience, around 60 to 70% of government workers won't be able to work from home under the latest policy. But he said the suspension of non essential and non emergency services may still cause inconvenience to the public and asked for their understanding.
0: Leading epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling says the government should divert resources away from inoculating children against COVID towards boosting the vaccination rate in elderly people. Just over 30% of people aged 80 and over are vaccinated. Professor Cowling, the University of Hong Kong's Chair of Epidemiology, told RTHK that there had been an exponential increase in COVID cases in the past couple of weeks. If
3: it's not feasible, get back down to zero I think we've we've got to think carefully about what the strategy is because if we spend a lot of energy, a lot of resources, a lot of effort on containment when it's it's really difficult to contain we're we're missing the chance to do better mitigation instead and I still think the absolute number one priority right now is to get more older people vaccinated Um, and and in the last couple of weeks we've seen an increase in, in vaccination rates but it's a small increase.
0: The chairman of the Lan Fong Group, Alan Siemens, says the restaurant trade saw a sad and quiet Lunar New Year, with business between 20 and 25% of what it usually was. With the government banning evening dining services limited, the maximum number of diners per table to six and keeping bars closed, many people resorted to holding gatherings at home or keeping family visits to a minimum. Mr Siemens said it was a dire situation for the whole industry, warned of bankruptcies.
4: You know, it's become
1: very, very dire for the whole industry, uh, including bars, clubs,
4: restaurants, gyms. Um, You know, if subsidies are not forthcoming quickly, there will be a huge amount of bankruptcies.
0: The Labour Secretary, Law Kuang says the government is studying potential changes to the law to ensure that people who are subject to mandatory quarantine can receive sick leave. Mr Law said the authorities had been clear in backing the policy of allowing sick leave for those who cannot report for duty because of anti-epidemic measures. But he told a LegCo meeting discussing the rights of employers and workers during the pandemic it would take time to work out whether legal changes were needed. He spoke to an interpreter.
3: In twenty twenty. The Labor Department has uh, updated the the guidelines uh, on the web. Simply put, as I said in answer to other questions, when a doctor issues a certificate, would that be regarded as um, sick leave and the law doesn't seem to be sufficiently clear and there is a need for more clarity to avoid um, arguments?
0: Hong Kong Journalist Association says it needs more time to respond to requests for information from the Registry of Trade Unions. Today was the deadline for the Journalists Association to respond. Here's Frank Yong.
3: The Registry of Trade Unions wrote to the JA last month, demanding that it justify its activities and provide additional financial information about its operations. The Registry said some of the association's actions appeared to be inconsistent with the trade union's ordinance. For example, the JA was asked to explain how its social media posts during the 2019 anti-extradition protests were relevant to the group's objectives. Speaking on a radio program, its chairman, Ronson Chan, said the journalists' association needs more time to respond as it seeks further legal advice on the matter. Mr. Chan also pointed out that the group had been vocal about the anti-extradition bill out of concern for press freedom adding that its social media posts had not been taken down for the sake of transparency.
0: Kuzi Yu of the League of Social Democrats has been arrested by National Security Police on suspicion of inciting subversion of state power. Reports say he was planning to stage a protest at the liaison office today. Four others were brought in to help with the police investigation. The United States has made public details of what it says is a Russian plan to fabricate a pretext to invade Ukraine. The alleged plot involves a fake video showing an attack by the Ukrainian military either on Russian territory or against Russian-speaking people in eastern Ukraine. However, Moscow has dismissed the reports. Ned Price is the spokesman for the U.S. State Department.
1: We don't know if Russia will necessarily use this or another option in the coming days. We are publicizing it now, however, in order to lay bare the extent of russia's destabilizing actions towards ukraine and to dissuade russia from continuing this dangerous campaign and ultimately launching a military attack
0: another you know, policy adviser to britain's embattled prime minister boris johnson has stepped down a day after his office was rocked by a series of high-profile departures four top aides left his team on thursday starting with his head of policy who quit over false claims mr johnson made about the opposition leader Prime Minister's spokesman insisted that Mr. Johnson had not lost control of Downing Street, is the BBC's Rob Watson.
3: His future is in the hands, it's important to understand, of Conservative MPs. And they're looking at this and thinking, what, what on earth do we do? Do we, do we wait? Do we move against him? I mean, it really does seem as though his future is very much in the balance. And, and I think at this point, you would say that it's a question of, of when, not if, there is a challenge to his leadership. I think that's what's changed.
0: The US economy added 460,000 jobs in January last month for far more than expected. Analysts had expected to see either weak or negative hiring for the first month of 2022. Labour Department report also showed the unemployment rate rising slightly to 4%. Sport and for a preview of this week's weekend's football action in England, here's the BBC's Nick Hatton
5: the magic of the FA Cup returns this weekend with the fourth round taking place. The tie of the round though and the one that's caught the imagination of the world is Kidderminster Harriers against West Ham United. Not heard of the Harriers before? Well, they play in the sixth tier of the English football pyramid. They are 112 places below the Hammers in the rankings and of course shocks along the way this season. The last round knocking out championship side Reading by two goals to one. West Ham and Harriers actually met back in the fifth round in 1994, West Ham winning that 1-0. All eyes there will be on their Agbra home to see if Kidderminster can cause one of the biggest shocks in the competition's history. Other ties to catch the eye include Chelsea at home to League One Plymouth Argyle, League Two Hartlepool there at Crystal Palace, whilst non-league Boreham Wood go to Championship side Bournemouth. We also have top of the Premier League at home to top of the Championship, that's as Manchester City host a Fulham side who've scored 23 goals in their last five matches Whilst there are just three All-Premier League ties, with Frank Lampard's first match in charge of Everton, seeing them take on Brentford at home, Wolves take on Norwich at Molyneux, while Tottenham entertain Brighton.
0: And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The Winter Olympic Games officially open in Beijing. Hong Kong ramps up its Covid testing capacity, following a jump in the number of untraced cases. And the civil service chief calls on private companies to follow the government's lead on work-from-home arrangements. And that's the news from RTHK.
4: RTHK, said your name
5: On the summer, she wrote the words to that And uh, Giorgio Moroder put the music together It was featured in a teen drama Called uh, Foxes Which featured, was it Jodie Foster? Was it anything? Into our second hour here on our Magical Mystery Tour, Peter King with you through Tour 1, of course our sentimental journey At 5 past midnight as well If you like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail, got a few requests in so far Hyde and Michael, also Alan And Gilbert all been in
4: touch for a song at home, baby, gonna light you fire. All day I've been thinking about you, baby, You're my one desire. Gonna wrap my arms around you, hold you close to me. Oh, baby, I wanna taste your lips, I wanna be your fantasy, yeah.